Hey, 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 y'all, what's up? Did you miss me? It's your girl, Jenny Bentley. I'm your host from your favorite podcast, Let's Talk About. Gosh, it's been so long since I posted one. Wow. Um, But I have disclosed in my introduction episode that I do post sporadically. I'm not um, you know, a regular YouTuber or creator who just kind of does this for a living or, you know, posts things regularly on the, every week or every month. Um, I'm still a student and I just created this podcast for me to share my voice and hopefully people want to hear my thoughts. Um, but anyways, let me get straight into it. But before I do, I just wanted to say that because I do not post on a regular schedule, if you are not following me, I really, really suggest you do. Because otherwise you won't know when you get to hear my lovely voice again in a new episode. So why not? No harm, no foul. Like I said, um, not on here frequently or regularly so it'd be great if that's what you did and if you find any episodes that you've watched hopefully you've watched all of them by now if you haven't watched them go ahead watch all them all i would love that um and if you hear anything that you really love feel free to send it to anyone else that you think would love to hear what i have to say um I just want to disclose again that everything I say on here are my opinions, my experiences. I don't say things to offend anyone or um, to make other people feel bad. Really, my only goal, if I have one, is to just hopefully make you guys think. Whatever I have to say, I hope that you're open to what I have to say. And possibly find ways to apply what I have to say. To your own life, change your behaviors. Invoke any emotion, whether it's positive or not. Um, again, I'm just a voice on your device, wherever you're listening to. You don't have to listen to me. You make your own choices. But I'm hoping that you take at least one thing away from whatever I have to say on any episode. Okay, now that I got all of that out of the way, let me officially jump into my topic for today, which is school! Yay! <laughs> today was my first day of school, and I am a third-year junior at Texas Tech University, and I am happy to say that I'm really looking forward to the semester. Um, I had a really rough year academically, had no social life, classes were kicking my ass. It was hard. Um, but I got a really rest, really rest, really restful summer. And I'm back and better than ever, ready to hit the ground running. So I know that schools start differently for everyone across the world and the country. But I just thought this was a great talk, a great discussion to um, for anyone to hear, whether you're an adult or you are in undergrad, college, just going through life in general. Um, and just a side note before I really, really get into this, I promise, if you think that this is something that you would want someone you know to hear, please send it to them. And... 
you know, I just strive to help people. So I'm going to say that as far as school goes, not everyone has my drive. For those who personally know me and have met me and have been in my life, I would safely say that everyone knows that I'm a hard worker. I am very determined. Pretty on the ball as far as time management. And I know that's not the case for everyone. And I thought I'd come on here and just give my tips and advice for anyone and everyone to hear. And again, like I said, I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do but I'm hoping that maybe you can stay till the end and listen to what I have to say I would say that the biggest part about going to school is keeping a positive consistent determined mindset now what do I mean by that is procrastination is a big common practice for all students as students of all ages And even in the adult world, when it comes to working. And I personally, believe it or not, I've never really been into procrastinating. I actually hate it. I can't have fun knowing I have stuff to do. That's just me. If I'm trying to have fun or relax, watch a movie, TV show, whatever the case is, I just can't. It always feels like... There's something looming over my head because there is. It's an assignment or it's something that's due or something I need to do. And I can't fully enjoy my free time knowing that I still have things like this to do. If you want to put it into perspective is just when I go out and my friends try to take me to go somewhere, I'm not really at my peak performance per se like I'm not the best of company I just know that I have things to do I'll be anxious trying to get back home worried about the time the deadline whatever it is I it's actually for the best if I don't go because not only am I not enjoying my time the people that I'm surrounded with aren't going to enjoy me because of my attitude and how I am acting Versus if I didn't have anything to do, I'm the life of the party. I'm really fine. I can relax and do what I want and enjoy my time and not have to worry about those deadlines. I guess that's something that I feel like if everyone implemented in their lives and tried to knock out as much as they could, they would feel a lot better. Um, Procrastination, I would say, if you practice it, I would get out of the habit now. And here's why. I'm the rip off the band-aid type of girl. I don't slowly peel away. I'd rather just knock it out from the get-go so I never have to worry about it again. When something is assigned to me, let's say on Monday, and then it's due on Friday, I will guarantee you that it's probably done by Wednesday, if not Tuesday. By the latest Thursday. I've always been like this. Now... It's just all about the mindset because that's what procrastination is. We always put off things that we don't want to do. Why do we not want to do it? It's because it's negative. It brings about emotions that are not fun. They're not positive. They bring about uncomfortability or frustration or confusion. 
desperation. And those are things that the brain doesn't like. The brain likes to be happy. And when associating with finishing things or getting things started, it's hard. The brain doesn't want to do it because sometimes maybe math isn't your strength and you know you have to do this assignment, but it's due at 2 o'clock when your class starts and you're saying, okay, well, you know, I have time. I don't have to do it right away. Instead, why don't you think of it as, oh, it's 2 o'clock. It's not right away. Let's get it done now so then I can spend time doing these other assignments and then I have all this time to just relax. Do you see the difference in mindset? One is saying, oh, I don't have that much time. I can do it later. And the other is saying, I don't have much time and it doesn't take as long to do as I might think. Let's just get it done with. You know, assignments in general, if you sit down and take the time to do it, you'd be surprised at how fast it goes and how fast you finish it if you really apply yourself. If you really think about it, If you commit the time to do things, you really realize that it's not as big as your mind makes it out to be. Doing an assignment, it's all about the mind and how you decide to look at it. I was telling my little sister about this because she is going through high school you know and still trying to understand this concept that i'm hoping that maybe you can master yourself and that you can look at it as you have all the time in the world to do whatever you want go out party hang out with friends read a book whatever you desire to do with your free time you have all the time in your the world in your lifetime to do it But you know what doesn't have a lot of time? The time to get a homework assignment done. Or the amount of time to study for a final. Study for a test. That has a clock. Anything you enjoy doing. That time is limitless pretty much. But time goes down in terms of assignments and things that are expected of you to be successful, expected of you to be a good student, expected of you to be a good worker, anything. Those things have deadlines. Those, that's where the time runs out. You have less and less time to get something done. And if you think of it that way, maybe that'll help you as well. Or another way I like to think of is mindset to help me is let's say you're in class it's a two-hour lecture and you are the type who listens and then kind of zones out or whatever the case may be you aren't really fully there in class you're not actively listening Maybe think of it like this. No matter if you're tired or if you're thinking about when you're going to eat or someone texted you back, it doesn't matter. Think of it as you're only here for two hours. These two hours are dedicated to me learning this material. I have nothing else that I am expected to be doing at this moment because it's part of my schedule. 
Why not put the most effort towards this time that I have dedicated to learning? When you sit down in class, think of it like that. You have nowhere else to be. So why not? Why not listen? Really soak it in. Appreciating what you're learning and thinking, well, you know, I'm not supposed to be doing anything else. So I, sh- you know, I can go on my phone whenever, but let's not do it right now. Let's put it away. Let's not text anyone or go on Snapchat or social media or check your emails. Stay present in your class because you'd be surprised how different you perform and retain in the class when you actually are sitting and trying to care about what you're hearing or learning. Which brings me to my next point, studying. Oh my goodness, studying is very broad of a subject to tackle as far as discussions. And it varies from subject to subject. It's not a complete one-size-fits-all situation. With math, I would say just practice the problems. Practice, practice. And there was these three concepts that I actually learned from ASAP Science. That they were saying that there's actually three scientifically proven study methods that are work that work. And they whittled them all down from all the other types of topics, techniques, learning habits that we have probably heard at least once in our lives. And they narrowed it down to three. One of them is called spacing, interleaving. It's where you learn something. You take enough time off to where you almost forget the material that you learned and then come back to it and test yourself on it. Now, the interesting thing is they, there's been multiple studies done on the effectiveness of this technique. There were two groups that were studying Spanish and they each had eight hours to study. One group studied eight hours nonstop. The other group studied for four hours did not study at all for a month. Like, they took off a break. They came back and studied for another four hours. They each, both groups, studied eight hours in total. But the difference was how that time was distributed. Both groups were tested eight years later. And the results were amazing. It showed that the second group performed 250% better than the first group. What the mind is doing is you're exercising what you're doing, what you learned. Taking that time off to see how much is retained. And then you do it again. Now, in the realistic aspect of doing this as a student, it's probably more effective for final exams when I start thinking of how I can apply this to my own life. Right? Um... And then, even then, it might not be a month. Maybe it can be two weeks. Because courses move so quickly, and they're always, even in three months, it's pretty accelerated trying to squish all this information into one semester. But still, 
two weeks, by then you're already kind of studying something different. And you're already getting closer towards an exam anyway. Um, the other one is, I forgot the specific name, but it's basically mixing up your material of what you're studying. Throwing in different types of subject learning. For example, let's say these you're supposed to be learning linear algebra. Um, and then instead of just practicing linear algebra, maybe throw in some calculus. Throw in some geometry. It's keeping your brain flexible in its neural pathways. So it's not so rigid in how it's thinking. And if you're thinking in different modalities, you're becoming more fluid in how your brain is problem solving. Because each three subjects take a different way of thinking, take a different way of problem solving. By doing that, you're training your brain to be well-rounded in the best way I can put it. So even though you're ultimately studying for this one subject in class, you're becoming, whether or not you realize it over time, becoming better in all three, even though you're only supposed to know that one. Now, you might think, okay, well, why would I want to practice geometry and calculus when I only need no algebra? Well, you know, it keeps your mind flexible, like I said. Now, is it the most effective? Probably, I would say for a student that takes multiple science classes or takes multiple math classes. You know, um, I know a girl, she does her major is physics. And so she's taking multiple physics. She's taking um, astrophysics, um, physics four. And what was the other one? Quantum. All of them are very different. Now, she could, maybe she could study and learn the material by just doing like a flash round of problems from each subject. And it has been proven to work. One time they set down two groups of people and they were trying to teach them how to play a 20 key interval on the piano. Now, if you're not familiar with the piano or have no idea what I'm talking about, the piano is kind of complicated in its own way if you are traditionally trained in the piano most people like popular artists these days just do the piano some of them recent artists don't actually have any formal training but they just play now a 20 interval is pretty large so what they did is they had two groups do a 20 interval and that's all they did is they practiced with their hand doing that over and over again then they had another group do a 10 15 and 20 interval or no yeah so same thing they came back and they were tested and you saw from the results of this test that the group that did three intervals instead of practicing that one actually did better than the ones who only practiced for that 20 interval, which they were only being tested for that. So even though you were spending less time on the 20 interval key, because you were always also practicing 10 and 15, you would think that that wouldn't be the case, but it was. Because your brain is having to learn all of these in kind of a quick amount of time and find different ways to accomplish what is being needed for these three versus one. 
And it's crazy, I think. I think that's amazing. Now, another one, the third method is called hypercorrective behavior. It's where basically you do something cold turkey. You see how much you know before even studying. Then you look at your answers and see what you got right and what you got wrong. Now, going back to the whole brain as a person type of thing, the brain does not like to be embarrassed. And so it will avoid any type of situation, any scenario, any possibility of being embarrassed. So when you're taking a test or when you're doing this, your brain actually will learn the answer more efficiently than if someone just already told you something. So for example, let's say you put down Toronto as the capital of Canada. And then you look on the answer key and you find out that it's actually Ottawa. Your brain actually will remember that your you will remember the answer better than if you were actually in class and learning the capital was Ottawa. It's because your brain, again, like I said, becomes kind of just really embarrassed. And so it remembers, oh my gosh, I am not going to make this mistake ever again. So then if that is a test question on the real exam, you are more likely to get it right than wrong. Because of this little trick. Like I said. So a way you could practice that is doing review questions. Now, in the video of ASAP Science, they were also pointing out that tests are supposed to be measuring the progress of a student's learning and see where they're at, correct? Well, a test actually is more of a tool for learning. If you approach a test like this, rather than the, um, the previous suggested perspective of a test, you will actually do better because treating the test as a learning tool versus actually being assessed, they come from two different mindsets. One is you're trying to do good to see where you're at in that like, oh, you know, I'm still allowed to make mistakes. There is leeway for really, I guess, just how you decide to be how hard on yourself you are when you get these results. At least that's how it is for me. And the other one is you kind of come in a little bit nervous trying to be like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do. I don't know if this test is going to be hard, et cetera, et cetera. If you approach the test as a learning tool versus something that's determining your value or your worth of knowledge or how smart you are, you actually are better off coming into the test and performing higher So yeah, studying is different. I would say that, but it's not the fact that you are studying. To take away is that it's how you study that determines how well you are going to do. So to sum that all up, find what works for you when it comes to studying. Start at a good amount of time. For final exams, 
due, I would say around two weeks, depending on how hard the subject in class is. But even before you have your test, continually be studying throughout the semester. You're going to be tested on it. And try to understand it versus memorize. Because understanding a concept, while difficult at first to grasp and to make sense of, you are much better off. Because when you find a question... Instead of figuring out, oh, this is how I'm supposed to go about answering it to come up with the right outcome, which is the right answer, you would actually finish this question a lot quicker once you understand the main themes behind what they're asking. If you understand the main themes, the questions just become intuitively easier to solve. And that's something that I didn't realize until, quite honestly, until this fall when I started studying. (sighs) Being ADHD, my mom always said that that actually places me three years below how old I'm supposed to be. And I sometimes can feel that, especially in this arena. I didn't quite understand sometimes what I was being assessed. I would just try to memorize what is supposed to be understood. What instead of trying to understand it for myself. They're two different things. And the more you study, the easier it is to be assessed. And the easier it is to get good grades in a class. For example, I remember this one episode of Hannah Montana and Jason... I think that was his name. Jackson. Jackson hated studying. He was never a good student. And he always thought cheating was easier. Now, if you think about it, it really isn't. You actually put more effort into cheating than if you study. Because cheating, you have to figure out not how to get caught, how to do it, and get the right answers. That's a lot of work. You're sp- I mean, all the energy and time and effort that you spend on trying to get out of studying is actually more time than if you actually study the material. And towards the end of the episode, J- Jackson realized this, the same thing that I'm telling you now. And so when he came into the actual test and he finished it quite quickly, he was like, wow, that was really easy. This was a lot easier than I thought. And it's true. If you just put in the time and the work, the proper time and work and effort, don't put it off. You can do it, everyone. You are capable of being successful and being good at what you want to study and pursue. If you just put yourself and apply yourself, you can do whatever you want in life. There was this guy that I knew and he ultimately went into the plumbing and the technical trade career. And just from all of his experiences in the videos and photos that he sends me through Snapchat, I can see how hard he works. He does everything to the best of his ability. Every sink, every house, every bathroom that he installs are flawless. They're perfect. Now, 
it might not be a traditional job from what is sometimes perceived, unfortunately. But you can see his hard work being put into what he does. And it shows. Now, it's not the same thing, but it is the same concept that I'm getting at. When you apply yourself and when you actually just sit down, do the work, stop finding excuses. Because what you're doing is you're just cheating yourself, quite honestly. You're putting yourself at a disadvantage. Maybe think of yourself and your success and what's best for you. Think of it as another person. You're treating this other person with not the time and energy that it needs. It's like a relationship. You want to respect their time just as much you want them to respect your time. Don't you respect your career? Don't you respect what you want to accomplish in life? If you do... Treat yourself kindly. Do what's supposed to be done, even if you don't want to do it, even if it's hard. Because I'm telling you, it is worth it in the end. You're going to be so proud of yourself, and you're actually going to be surprised at what you can do. You will be surprised at the potential that you hold. You will be surprised of the results that you get. And quite honestly, once you start building these good habits, you'll be amazed of how much progress you've made in a year. Two years, whatever the case may be. Always strive to grow. Always strive to be a better person, a better student, a better daughter, son, relative. Whatever the case may be. Strive. Do it. Work is hard, okay? I'm not going to lie. Like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a neurosurgeon. That's a hard path. And not everyone can do it. But I know for my myself, that is the job, that this is the job, career that I want to do for my life because I care about it. I care about people. I could never sit still. I always love meeting new people. I am very empathetic. I know that this job is meant for me. So I don't know. I'm not going to let the grades and I'm not going to let the hard classes. I'm not going to let all these obstacles that are made to be put in place so only the best of the best come through because wouldn't you want the best of the best saving your life? I don't care because I know what I want. Find what you want. Maybe if you set an ultimate goal for yourself, truly sit down, reflect, put on some music, or just sit in silence. Really reflect who you are. What do you want from yourself in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Where do you want to be? What do you want to accomplish? We're only on this earth for so long. Make the most of it. Live the life that you want. Decide the life that you want. And then make those steps. Take those steps. Implement those habits to get to the life you want. Yes, life happens. So don't be so like, oh, at age 25, I'm going to be doing this. At blah, 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 blah. I will have this many kids or I'm going to be in this job. No. What I'm asking you is to just set some general guidelines of where you'd like to be in life. And what you want your life to look like. How much do you want to work per week? What would you want to be doing? Where do you want to live? What kind of house? What's the dynamic between your spouse or your significant other? Do you want kids? Start actually thinking of it because that's what the advantage of the youth is. We have time. We have the time to change our habits, to get to what we want to do. When you're older, that that time ticks. Take time. Take the advantage of our youth. Start really thinking about the life that you want. Because when you do, 
by the time you get there, you'll realize, wow, everything that I did was all worth it. And just, it'll look like a journey. Because that's what it is. That's what life is. It's great to enjoy your life. Don't get me wrong. But start under, start figuring out what you want. Because we're not going to be in our 20s forever. We're not going to be young forever. The advantage of being young, other than having no medical issues pretty much, is we have the time to figure out and make a plan. Not just figure out. You don't want to be figuring out what you want to do your entire life. That sounds stressful. Take that time. Take your youth to figure out what you want. How you want your life to look like. And then your life. Your youth. You can take those steps to get to where you want to be. You got this. I believe everyone can really get what they want. Okay, in America, people move here to have opportunities. It doesn't mean that everyone is guaranteed an A-plus life. You only get an A-plus life if you expect A-plus results from yourself, if you behave in A-plus behaviors, if you implement A-plus habits, if you strive and have A-plus values. That's how you get an A-life. You can't just idly... Say you want to do something. Say you want something and never do anything to get it. What you put into life is what you're going to get out of it. Everything is an equal and opposite reaction. However you want to look at it. If you want to make something of yourself, make something of yourself. Go to class. Study that material. Ask questions. Get help. Go to office hours. Get tutoring. Read the textbook. It's not that hard. When you think of what you want to get out of your life, not in the next year, not in the next six months, not in the next month, but in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, where do you want to be? Ask yourself this. Write it down. Get a list. Make a poster. In the summer, I always have a poster up. I say, these are my summer goals. This is what I want to accomplish over the summer. My freshman year out of college and then in the summer, I wanted to get my driver's license for the boat. And I did because I had it on a list. I wanted to learn a new song on the piano. I did that too. I even learned two. When you have a list, you'd be shocked. You'd be shocked at how productive you are. I stuck it on my mirror. I stuck it on my bedroom wall. Because when I look up and I wake up, I see it. When I go to sleep, I see it. When you have a visual aid, it takes you places. It takes your mind into a different focus. Because if we just keep going through life, kind of in the wind, kind of, not really actively trying to do better, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more to you than what you possibly could ever imagine. So why not tap into it? Why not try? Now the next thing I'd like to go into is time management. Time management is key do anything. Now, I'm a pre-med, okay? It's hard. I'm busy. But the w- way and the reason I can maintain a relationship, if I choose to, is because I am good at time management. I started this ever since I was in middle school. I used to go to dance right after school, so that's around 5. And then I wouldn't get out of dance until 8.30. And I'm exhausted. And I knew I would. 
So what did I do? In middle school, I took the 45, 50 minutes of lunch. I went straight to the library. I drank a protein shake and I knocked out as much homework as I could. I'm going to take a guess and say that is not what you might not have done in middle school lunch. But that's what I did because that's what I needed to do. And I, 98% out of the time, I finished my homework for the day. So then after 8.30, all I had to do was go home, shower, go right to bed. Versus my other peers who still had homework to do. So they would have to shower either before or after, hopefully before, then do their homework, and then they'd have to go to sleep. And this is the exact same habit I started doing in high school. I don't know why, but my high school was always very competitive and has a competition, basically, in conversations. It's an unsaid conversation. That it's almost a competition to see who gets the least amount of sleep, which I proudly could say I will not. I would not participate in such conversations. Oh, I got four hours of sleep. Oh, no, my gosh. I got two hours of sleep. I had to go to sleep at this because I had to study for blah, 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 blah. Oh, my gosh. Why are you? Why is this a conversation that you're trying to have? I don't understand. And it's a normal conversation in my high school. But no, I you'd be shocked to hear that I got a solid nine hours of sleep every day for all of high school. And I was involved in a lot of extracurriculars. I was in all AP, pre-AP. I was involved in dance and choir. I took piano lessons. I still did Chinese. I was very involved in my school. And so to say that I had nine hours of sleep every day for four years is pretty impressive. Because I managed my time. I learned early on in my life, what do I care about more? I prioritized what's more important. My career. Family. My faith. Then friends. Now, you have to make sacrifices to get to be successful. To be an average, it doesn't take much, right? Why do you think it says that it's lonely at the top? It's because not everyone can do that, can sacrifice to get to where they want to be. And it's not bad to want what you want. I think even though it left me socially isolated in high school to focus on my studies and study instead of go out, even now, I found it more important to do this than to go out. Now I'm working on balancing it, but that's another topic for another day. But I truly believe that the fall semester for any student, it's going to be it. This is going to be your time to shine. Because you're going to implement new habits. You're going to hopefully listen to what I had to say and study. Do the work. Put it in. Suck it up. Stop making excuses. Dig your feet into the ground. And you got this. I really believe that you can. And if you choose to. And get into the mindset of it's not that much work. Once I get it done, I'm home free. I can do whatever I want. You can do whatever you want. Stop pushing things off. You're only cheating yourself. If you can do these things, I guarantee you can be successful. Because 
the drive is there. You can train yourself to have drive. You can train yourself to be determined. Determined and persevering and strong-willed. If you choose to. Make a list. Tape it on your wall. Put post-it notes on your, on your mirror. Telling you what you'd like to accomplish. Make a dream board. My dad has a dream board. And he is a very strong believer in that when you can put something into an image that you can see every day, something tangible. So even when it's a rough day at work, even if it's a hard day at school, if you got a bad test, great. You have this visual aid to push you through the hard times. Do what you need to do. Take the steps that you need to to have a great life. Get the life that you want. Because I promise you that it is in your reach. With that being said, I really hope that this helped. And this is the end of my episode. And I'll see you guys next time. I love you guys. Bye.